Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Essentials with me, Maddie Flint. Today I'm going to be doing a follow-up on my last episode, which was about the Russia-Ukraine conflict, but I'm just going to add a little bit more to it because I feel like I was sort of just ranting because I was frustrated from reading all the news stories and everything that were coming out and being like, oh, how can I know if this stuff is actually happening or not? So in this episode, I'm just going to touch on some of the same concepts, but in a little bit greater detail, and I'm also going to talk about fuel efficiency and going green and what the negative effects of that happen to be on our country. Okay, first off, I'm not pro-Russia, anti-Ukraine, and I'm not pro-Ukraine, anti-Russia. I am pro-America because I live in America. So that kind of leads into this main point here, which is that conservatives are not pro-Russia and we don't want Putin to be attacking Ukraine. Because I've seen a lot on social media where um, progressive leftists are saying that it's mostly conservatives who are supporting Russia and that Trump is siding with Putin and all this, and that's not true. That's just more anti-conservative propaganda. And you can see this stuff all over the place if you look online. For example, if you Google anything about Trump and Putin or Trump and the Russia-Ukraine conflict, Google will give you a bunch of results. And some of the first that I got were from CNN or Yahoo News. And listen to these article titles. This one is from CNN. Trump defends praise of Putin even as he calls Ukrainian president brave. So they've already got him sounding hypocritical and that he's going to be backing Putin and all his dictatorial regimes, which is not true. And then if we look at the Yahoo News one, and I hope nobody gets their serious news from Yahoo, please don't use Yahoo News as a primary source for information. It's just a complete joke. It sounds like it's written by college students. And their title was Trump again praised quote unquote smart Putin amid Ukraine invasion and said the US had become a stupid country. Isn't that so ridiculous? And then there's another one from CNN that says why Donald Trump can't stop praising Vladimir Putin. That one's almost laughable. And then if you actually want to find some truths about what happened or what Trump said without it being cherry picked, you're going to have to do your own research and you might have to go to like the second page of Google or be specific in what you're searching for. Because if you don't do that, you're just going to get CNN articles and Yahoo News articles and stuff from Twitter and everything else. And that stuff is not factual. So Trump was recently on an interview with Hannity and he spoke out on confronting Russian aggression. He mentioned that quote, it's so sad because this never would have happened if we had the Trump administration. There was no chance that this would happen. And I know Putin well, and this was not something that was going to happen at all, unquote. He also mentioned, it's not even believable how incompetent that was, the way they withdrew or surrendered or whatever you want to call it in response to the way that Biden pulled us out of Afghanistan. And we can't forget that that happened. The media is just blowing that over never to be uncovered again, but we need to remember that and keep it out there. Like we all know, the Biden administration is so weak, it's making our country look susceptible. Trump even said, bad things started happening. I'll tell you Putin was watching and President Xi was watching and the leaders in Iran were watching and Kim Jong-un was watching. North Korea, they're all watching, Trump told host Sean Hannity. They no longer respect our country, and that's how this came about. It would have never, ever happened. I can just hear Trump saying that right now. But he's right. That never would have happened under his administration because powerful leaders respect other powerful leaders. You can even think about it in terms of a food chain. And we can be scientific and say we can look at oceanography and the ocean biomes or whatever. 
grassland biomes, pond biomes. I think I'm just going to talk about the ocean ones. The primary producer, that would be the simplest guy, that would be phytoplankton. And then the primary consumer, so whatever's going to eat that plankton, the zooplankton, a bigger kind. And then you have your secondary consumer, which would be fish. Then your tertiary consumer, seals. And then your quaternary consumer, a white shark. So say Putin is a white shark or Kim Jong-un is a white shark. Biden would be like the equivalent of the zooplankton. So that can't be good for us. And Kamala too. As you probably have heard, Biden recently sent her to Europe to talk about this whole Russia-Ukraine thing. And she's just as incompetent as he is. I don't see how she was going to get anything done. The way that she talked about it was like aimed towards preschoolers. But that's not unlike her, that's her speaking style, condescending, fumbling, the laughing. And all of that is just to cover for the fact that she doesn't know what she's talking about. She said, a friend in need is a friend in need. So basically she's doing nothing, she's just up there to be up there. And it was even a former spokeswoman for the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, who tweeted that it would be a tragedy if this woman won the presidency. And we're supposed to be helping them? The Russian civilians don't know what's happening and I feel just as bad for them because that would be like if America just randomly invaded somewhere else and the people don't have anything to do about that if their government is authoritarian like Putin. He doesn't have any opposition. Or like the Chinese government. The people can't do anything about that because they have zero freedoms and America is supposed to be different than that. We're supposed to be a democracy where Power does lie in the hands of the people, but under this democratic administration, it's not as much like that as it once was. We're seeing a lot of political censorship too. But back to my little analogy. If we had a government leader like Putin, and we didn't have any control over what was going on, and our country randomly invaded like Cuba or something, there wouldn't be much that we could do about it, but we would be unhappy because we would be like bystanders watching innocent civilians suffer. And that's the exact position that Russian people are in right now. They are bystanders. They're just as confused and concerned and scared as some of the Ukrainian people. They may not be running for their lives for shelter, but they're still scared as we would be if it was us. And this isn't me comparing what happened in the Holocaust to what's happening now in Russia and Ukraine, but I'm just making an observation that when Hitler was in charge of Nazi Germany, the innocent German civilians were horrified when they had found out what happened afterwards in any government where just a few are leading or just one is leading, the people are basically in the dark. That's the danger of communism. That's the danger of fascism. And both of these government systems actually share some similarities. One of which being that the people are completely without freedoms. I know in North Korea, they're not even allowed to have radio. And then the government gains all the power. Power is completely centralized and no one can do anything about it. So while the Russia-Ukraine conflict isn't solely about communism, it is about an abuse of power, which a ton of leftist college students today would probably tell you was an issue under Trump while they're drinking their double chocolate chip frap, pink drink, or violet drink with cold foam in either venti grande or tall. They must not have paid any in-depth attention to Trump's presidency at all. Nothing that he actually did, nothing that any of his cabinet members were doing. They were only tuned into the corrupt media and words of people like Demi Lovato and popular TikTok influencers or Chrissy Teigen. Trump really helped us become energy independent. And now all of that has been reversed under the Biden administration. Now we've all heard of fracking. It's not brand new or anything. It's a method that's been used in the United States since 1947. And even before then, fracking did exist. It just wasn't safe. And we've had a lot of technological advancements today to help that. 
And what actually is fracking? It's a developmental process that typically involves injecting water, sand, and chemicals under high pressure into bedrock formation through these wells. And the process is intended to create fractures in the rock, as well as increase the size, extent, and connectivity of existing fractures. It's mostly used in low permeability rocks like tight sandstone or shale and coal beds to increase oil and gas flow into a well from petroleum-bearing rock formations. And it happens so far underground that it really shouldn't be an issue. It's not perfect. There can be issues with anything. There could be chemical spills or whatever, but that is not what happens most of the time. You can't focus on one instance where there might have been problems with it and then say the entire process has got to go. It's dangerous. It's killing us all. It really isn't so bad. There were actually chemists at the University of Texas at Arlington who have published a new study that suggests that toxic organic vapor contamination in and around oil and gas fracking wells result more from sloppy drilling and operations and are not inherent to the extraction of fracking processing itself. So see, there you go. The problems mainly stem from user error. Biden and his administration have made it clear where they stand on this whole fracking issue because they're coming from a climate perspective. During his campaign, actually, Biden was like, no more drilling on federal lands, period. And we see where that's gotten us. We've lost a ton of jobs having to do with gas and oil extraction, and we're becoming so dependent on imports from other countries that that's why we're running into trouble in this whole Russia-Ukraine conflict. Up until fairly recently, we were actually still dependent on Russia for imports. Under Trump, the United States was one of the top producers in that field. But now the leading countries are Russia, and I'm pretty sure Russia's number one. And then the next three, I don't know in order for sure, but I know Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and China are also the top leaders right now. And the U.S. has dropped so much because we're getting it from other places. We're not producing anything ourselves because we're so bent on being eco-friendly that we won't drill on the lands that have plentiful amounts of natural resources on them. I've heard from a few different sources that we have enough natural resources like gas and oil in our federal reserves that could potentially last another 30 years. But who knows? I don't know if anybody actually knows for certain how much we have. It might be endless. It might be 30 years, it might be 20 years, but we have a lot and we don't need to be importing it from other countries. We're also witnessing an incredible increase in gas prices and the national average as of a few days ago, I think was like $4.33 and that could have easily gone up. In this area, the highest I've seen it get to was $4.49, but it's actually down to $4.39, so I'm not sure what's happening there, but it's still outrageously high. There's no way that I should be thinking that $4.39 a gallon for gasoline is cheap, because it's not. And amidst all that, Biden is blaming this increase in prices on the fact that we are trying to help Ukraine. And as Trump did say, when Biden was first getting into office, we should be prepared to see everything go up in price. And he wasn't wrong. Inflation has been crazy. Government spending is completely out of hand. Now, there is an article from the New York Times that talks about Republicans being in the wrong for blaming Biden for rising gas prices. A part of it says that as gas prices hit a high this week, top Republican lawmakers took to the airwaves and floors of Congress with misleading claims that pinned the blame on President Biden and his energy policies. So obviously this author is wrong because there's no one else to blame but Biden and his administration. These are the same types of people that said that Trump caused a huge decrease in jobs. 
No, it was the pandemic that caused that. Then they were quick to say that Biden was the one who created jobs, when really the reason for employment rates going back up was because people were finally getting back to work after the national quarantine. But that's the good part about social media, right? Everybody's an expert. You can just say whatever you want and a ton of people will believe it to be true. And on that note, I'm just going to wrap up this episode because there's so much more that also has to get talked about, but I don't want to get off on a tangent here. So I just wanted to thank everybody for listening to another episode of The Essentials with me, Maddie Flint. And while you're at it, be sure to check out the other great shows that are also on the BMG network, The Adrian Ross Show, The Ken Burns Show, The Pac-Man Show, and Set Apart with KC. Give them a listen. They're really great, really informative. And I hope to catch you guys back for next week's episode of The Essentials. Thanks for the listen.